the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into Hour 3. More than a treat. This is a great privilege and honor, and especially as we're going into the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, one of the most important people in my life. Uh, I think of him as America's teacher, William J. Bennett. Dr. Bennett is the author of many books. He is just now releasing the 30th anniversary edition of the Book of Virtues, and it is a delight, as I say, privilege and honor to have Dr. Bennett with us. Welcome to the show, Bill. Welcome back to the show. As usual between us, thank you. And a correction, yep. we are now releasing. I should have said that. That's exactly right, <laughs> because uh, Elaine Bennett, Mrs. Bennett to the audience, is uh, is uh, part and parcel of this new... Um, Co-author, yeah. Yeah, yeah. new, new edition, right. and it's fantastic. The virtues didn't change, but you did add some stories to it. You added a few yeah, new things yeah, and a yeah. new introduction, right? Yes, yes, we did, and... Uh, you know, if we needed the book uh, 30 years ago, uh, I think we need it even more now. And uh, let, let me let me just, if I can, Seth, it's a great pleasure to be with you again, as always. Um, start by disabusing the audience of, of a notion which some of them may, may harbor. Mm-hmm. When they hear the word virtue, they think of something very soft and something, you know, you, you tell a child to be nice and mannerly and... Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that it's uh, it, it, it's kind of a a timidity or quietness or something. Yeah, it's not right. Um, and the quote I use in the book in the intro is one of my favorite quotes. I think you've probably heard me say it before. It's from John Locke. Yep. Tis virtue then, a direct virtue, which is the hard and valuable part to be aimed at in education. Yeah. Get this phrase. And not a forward pertness, I love that phrase, a forward pertness, forward pertness, or any little arts of shifting. Arts of shifting, that's exactly right. Yep, yep, yep. And um, it's hard. It's something very hard. It's something we need. And I say that up front because there are so many misunderstandings. Some people are getting it. I heard someone say the other day on, the, uh, on TV, uh, there's so much virtue signaling but there's not very much virtue. Yeah, too little virtue, too much virtue signaling. That That's a quote a mutual friend of ours uh, uh, was sending around as well. And I thought about that when I read the introduction that you and Mrs. Bennett wrote in the revised edition of the Book of Virtues. When you first did this book, what, 92, I guess, 1992, you wrote, Americans worried that schools were no longer parents' allies in teaching good character. Oh, boy, do we need this more now than ever, huh? Yeah, well, I, you know, we talked about three main institutions. We talk about now three main institutions 30 years later. One, families uh, continue to non-form mm-hmm. uh, or uh, disintegrate. Mm-hmm. And as someone said, the end of a family is like the end of a small civilization. Yeah, um, But, you know, many don't even ever form. Uh, 
schools, um, we're not sure what they're doing. Thus, you know, some topic you and I often talk about, politics. Think of Glenn Youngkin's election in Virginia. Right. Um, largely on the basis of education. Yep. And taking on school board members. So you you know, <laughs> you've been with me many times yeah. when people had asked in a Q&A, well, well, you know, I'm interested in helping the country. What should I do? And I would say for years, join the school board. Yep. And people would laugh. Well, 30 years funny. later, it's they're important. doing it now. They're doing it here yeah, in Phoenix yeah, they're doing, and Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah. Are they running? Yeah. 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 But third, and I think this is a change. We've always had some suspicion, you know, don't tread on me and, you know, be vigilant, live free or die, great American sayings. But now the distrust of American institutions mm-hmm. yeah. is so strong. Um, government institutions, some of that I'm afraid is earned. Yep. Um, and, and then, you know, finally, it seems to me this is fairly recent, the distrust of each other, yeah. um, t- t- turning political disagreements into personal vitriol, yeah. uh, the the incivility, the willing to ratchet it up. Yeah, I, I guess it was years ago, This uh, we talked about road rage. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was that? I don't know. Yeah, but, no, it was um, a thing in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, maybe, yeah. But now it seems to be sit at home rage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as well as road rage. Yep. So, you know, the virtues, um, you know, courage, compassion, uh, work, um, self-discipline, loyalty, faith. Um, we need them. We need them more than ever. And the business of adults is to help young people learn what those virtues are and help them acquire them in the various ways that we we do through habit and example. Thank you for that. I want to focus a little bit of our chat, our talk on one of them in particular work, something you and I have been talking about. But before we get there, if I might, you you and Elaine write that um, there are astounding advances in technology, medicine and communications. I think about this a lot. Dr. Bennett, you know, obviously we have uh, the wealthiest society ever built, the most uh, advanced country ever built, so much wisdom and knowledge uh, and uh, teaching available in our hands because of technology. And yet, yet we're seeing life expectancy in this country go down several years in a row. We're seeing uh, education decline rather than incline. We're seeing drug use rise. We're seeing a re-racialized society. It's it's a weird disorientation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, What was that? A novel way back when, looking backward. Yeah. Um, We're going backwards. Yeah. Yeah, In some ways, the life expectancy thing is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, And and um, yes, work is a. Is, is 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 the chapter I've been focusing on? It's interesting, okay. you know. We first did the Book of Virtues, and for this edition as well, uh, organized the, the the book in terms of the virtues I thought I needed the most uh-huh. then, thirty uh-huh. years ago. Uh-huh. Self discipline uh, was was first because <laughs> I think I needed it. Thirty years later, in my seventies, and eh, not so much. I go to sleep. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> Just what I'm about to self-indulge, I take a nap, you know? Uh, anyway, but, but but work has taken on a prominent sense. So thank you for focusing. Yeah, I want to get to... on that. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of people aren't working. A lot of men aren't working. And 
those statistics you cite, we can talk about what that what that means or how to break yeah. that down or how to explain it. Yeah, I want to do that. Let me give you that. Let's open that up in the next segment, if I can, just to give it its full sure, airing. Sure. Let me let me do one more thing here about the Book of Virtues. You did this uh, in 1992 originally. And one of the things... 93, actually. Was it 93? Which we're, we're, we're cheating when we said 30th anniversary edition. Okay. Not a math. Book. You were thinking about it in 1992. We, we, well, it's, it's almost 23. <laughs> it's almost 30 right. years. As, as they say <laughs> in Publishers, House. you know. <laughs> okay. Publishers said, we want to come out with a book. I said, great, 29th. <laughs> Anniversary. The the pervasive uh, continuum between the new introduction and you include the original introduction from the first edition is what's interesting to me when we talk about welcoming our children to a common world, a world of shared ideas, yeah. to a community of yeah. moral persons. I've been thinking a lot about this too lately. So many children grow up with a com- with with many of these stories, many of these lessons, and they enter a world where they think the rest of the world or the rest of the country or the rest of the community had them too, only to discover no, they don't, and we aren't speaking a common moral language, a common behavioral language, a common set of expectations anymore. That's a real problem. I think it explains a lot of what you were talking about, family disintegration or lack of ability to form a family. This is a real issue, this, this, this several languages, this polyclot understanding of virtues and vices, I think. Yes and no. Okay. No and uh, largely yes, more yes than no, but okay. no in this sense. We did find uh, 30 years ago, or 29, and, and, and we think we'll find today, uh, wrote then, this is to remind people of stories you know, that they knew at a younger age. Yep. So okay. many people wrote and said, nope, never heard that story. Yeah. Never heard the story about King Midas? <laughs> King Midas? Nope, never did. Wow. And, and so I think one cannot assume moral literacy, even at the most fundamental levels, in many places, mm-hmm. in many communities, in many neighborhoods, in many schools. But the larger point is, for those who understand them and who have them taught, and this is the essential business of raising children, right. uh, yes, they are shocked to find um, people around them who don't share it. I, You know, if you watch TV... You know, one of the things you see, apart from the shouting, is people shaking their heads, mm-hmm. saying, "I just, I just don't understand right. how someone could do that. Right? I, d- I don't understand how someone could, you know, plow into a crowd, right. could, could run, jump into a jewelry store. Yeah. You know, these things. Yeah. And so there is that, there, there is that lack of commonality. Yes, sir. Let me take the commercial break. Let's pick up on that virtue of work. And I don't know if it's a fair question. You can scold me on the other other side of the break if you want. Um, if it's a fair question to ask you if you have a favorite story in this as well, or if Mrs. Bennett does. I'm Seth Liebson. He is William J. Bennett, the one and only. He and his wife, Elaine Bennett, have the new 30th anniversary edition of the Book of Virtues out, just out. And we'll be right back with more from Dr. Bennett. 
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I am Seth. The familiar, more familiar voice you hear on the other side of this line is Dr. William J. Bennett. He is just now releasing with his wife the 30th anniversary of the Book of Virtues. It's a beautifully done book. It's got uh, a new introduction and some uh, added stories, added uh, tales that they wanted to include in the first and didn't. Dr. Bennett, do you or Elaine have put a particular favorite, or is that an unfair question? An un- a favorite? Song? No, it's not unfair. I got to ask: Was that lead-in music the beginning of Rolling Stone? Yes, sir. All right. Well, can I make a suggestion? If yes. you do talk to Mrs. Bennett, yeah, don't use that. Don't do that. Bill, take a note, yeah, please. The other, Bill, Bill, my <laughs> other producer is taking the note. Okay. She might hang up. All right. I'll, what can I do? Brown-eyed girl, what do you want? Van Morrison? What should I come in with, Mrs. Van, Van Morrison? Yeah, the Beatles. Okay. <laughs> she just, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, what, what's, the, what's the Stone song about the devil? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sympathy yeah. for the she devil. Says, right? yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she says, yep, that's right. That's, that's right. Oh, now, that's okay. a little harsh. I, okay. <laughs> and she's no footy, daddy. You know, no, no, no. I, I learned early not to get on the wrong side. Yeah. I think yeah. I was yeah. talking to her and I took a call is that what happened and uh things weren't you, the same she, for quite a while leaving our house yeah and you would come down the stairs towards your car I, you remember this explicitly this is dangerous and she was still talking yeah. to you yeah and you you got on your cell phone yeah and yeah. then she looked at you and she said well never mind then yeah and went in and closed the door yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> yeah not easily uh, forgotten <laughs> yeah some of us talk about virtue, and some of us really live it. Yeah, and 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 the yeah. better half. Yeah, yeah. Doctor, but, but friend, <laughs> yeah. Tell the me way, the, fa- friend, the favorites. Yeah. No, but friendship would be, I think, what she should talk about. Okay. Or excuse me, what you should ask her to okay. talk about. Yeah. Of course, her program. Mm-hmm. But also, she, Elaine, really, really understands it, probes it. Mine is work, yeah. and I, part of the reason is for reasons you and I both talk about you on the radio, me and my podcast, uh, which is uh, the failure to go to work. Yep. That's as simple as yep. that. Yep. On the part of a lot of, uh, on the part of a lot of people, a lot of men, yep. uh, our friend, Nick Eberstadt, mm-hmm. I, you probably had him on, right? Yeah. I call uh, him a ton. At, He's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the American enterprise Institute estimate 7 million men. Yep. Able-bodied between yep. the ages of 25 and 55. Yep. Uh, are able to go to work, tons of jobs out there, mm-hmm. but do not go to work. Uh, and, you know, what are they doing? And Averstadt says, you know, sub- subsisting on government programs, money during, came out during the uh, the shutdown yep. of the pandemic, yep. uh, and uh, watching TV and video screens and and probably a lot of drugs. Half of them, probably he says, are on opioids. Drugs. Half of them, he says, are on painkillers. He said if we included... Is it, is it half, he says? Yeah. yeah. If he said if we included those men not looking for work, those able-bodied men not looking for work, the unemployment rate would be Great Depression levels. But we don't huh. include them. That. Yeah. Yeah. But, but see, what is that teaching? I'm, I, I'm not only thinking of that man himself. But what is that teaching to the young people around that house? If, yeah. if there are some, you know, I, I we now are blessed with one grandson, William, and you know, uh, we're here all here for Thanksgiving, uh, and uh, you know, everybody works. I work. Mrs. Bennett works. My son John works. His wife Krista works. My son Joe works. His wife Casey works. And that little boy, though he's only dimly aware. I'm, I'm sure he's aware that there's time when we all have to work, mm-hmm. and he sees us work. 
And that's important. You know, what we have loved, others will love, but we must teach them how. It's Wordsworth. Um, and I got there's Aristotle in there, stories. too, isn't there? You, you, you teach by example, don't you? Yes, rule, precept, and example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, example. So uh, There's nothing like the, the quiet power right. of, uh, of example. Or Mrs. Bennett uh, saying, of never mind. <laughs> or Mrs. Bennett saying, never mind. That was right. a lesson. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. left you out there with yourself. Yeah. So um, what, what we did during COVID, I think, Bill, was, uh, Dr. Bennett, was horrible. Just horrible on that front. We can go through many fronts. But on that front alone, yeah. I think we actually may have changed a little bit of, of the natural progress of things. It, it, you've you've worked on behalf of children as your wife has your entire professional career. Kids naturally like it, don't they? Want to build lemonade stands and play store in kindergarten? We took that away too. I mean, by closing the schools, certainly, but by destroying the work ethic, we took away something that kids naturally would even want to do. I think. Yeah, and they didn't see parents working. Right. They didn't see their fathers working. Right. Uh, and uh, they were they were shut in. Yep. And, uh, you know, we used to use that word. We don't use it anymore clinically you know, about shut-ins. Mm-hmm. But we used to kind of be sad about shut-ins. We were all shut-ins. Yep. We were all shut-ins or told to be shut-ins yep. anyway. Yep. But you and I wrote about this, yep. actually, yep. To, to be to be fair. Early. And, uh, you, know, you, you took the lead on this. And, um, I, you know, I don't like to use the word emasculation readily. Uh doesn't make any any of this guys comfortable, but I think this happened. I think a man has to work yeah. for self worth. Our friend Arthur Brooks has pointed out that you know the roots of happiness, uh, you know, are, are work and faith and friendship. Uh, and um, what else is fourth? I can't remember. You 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 write in 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 the book of virtues. Work is in this in, in the fundamental sense is not what we do for a living, but what we do with our living with our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said the other day, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. said once, the man who's missed the joy of work, the pleasure of work, uh, is uh, has missed one of the great joys of life. Who was Say, it? Yep, that's done, that's completed, that's fine, yes. Who was it, you, you will remember, uh, you probably taught it to me, uh, who was it who said it's not just that a man be good, he has to be good for something? Yes, that was John Dewey. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Get, get your callers. Yeah, get your I know. Callers going. I know, but you know, <laughs> he didn't. Have <laughs> we learn from wrong. all sources. Look, I, yeah, no, we learn from yeah. progress. Yeah, okay. right. Um, no, no I think... you do have to be good for something. Yeah, and one of our my favorite stories in the book is the story of our, our friend uh, Terry Teachout. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Terry Teachout, Terry Toussaint. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. Uh, and Terry Toussaint was a street sweeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in Atlanta, and he used to call our radio show yep. and talk about his pride in getting up in the morning and making Atlanta more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he quoted Dr. King saying, you know, whatever your job is, yep. if you're a street sweeper, or if you're, uh, you know, a, 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 a you know, garbage man, whatever you are, be a Michelangelo. Yep. Make the best of it. Do yep. the best job you can. The dignity of work itself. Let me uh, let me take a quick commercial break and come back on that. And let me think about it with you, if I might, given when you originally put this book together, right off of your two major jobs for the government as Secretary of Education and Drugs are. I think there's something in there to discuss as well. I'm Seth Liebson. He is William J. Bennett, the Honorable William J. Bennett. 
author of the Book of Virtues, co-author with the new 30th anniversary edition with his wife. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Dr. William J. Bennett is our guest. He has the 30th anniversary edition of the Book of Virtues out, edited with commentary by both he and his wife, Mrs. Bennett. Is that music a little better for you? They're a little chubby checker. Is that a little chubby better? Chubby checker. Yeah, it's all, it was all fine for me. The Stones. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, you know, Preparing my wrath, yeah. not the wrath of Mrs. Okay. Bennett. As you know. Giving me some guardrails. You've been sternly looked at by me and by Mrs. Bennett, which is worse. Uh, it's not close. It's not close. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's just not close. Dr. Can I have fun with you for a minute? About yeah, go this ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I always forget. See, I, did, I just did what I, what I, you know, what I always do. Whenever I'm selling my book, I quote somebody else. Yeah. Or several other people. Nick yeah. Eberstadt, Arthur Brooks. Yeah. By the way, the four for Brooks are fr- keys to happiness, friendship, faith, family, work. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, one of your uh, colleagues heard about the book and just wrote me a note mm-hmm. and said he wanted to, he ordered seven copies. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have to. How big is your audience? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's well. Can we multiply it by seven? Yeah. 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 I mean, if they'd all just do this humble. Task. I know our dear friend but, Steve. No. Yeah, you know his family. Uh, I think a little bit. I do I it's sure a great do. family? I sure do. Great family. No, but it's this is a Christmas book. If there ever you bet. This is it. This you is bet. it. This is this is a great Christmas book. Uh, Bill, thank you. So you did this book. Coming off of your jobs as Secretary of Education for Ronald Reagan as our nation's first drug czar, we were talking about education decline. We were talking about rising drug use. Um, was that – were those issues in your mind when you did this originally in 90, 93, 92, 93? I mean, my gosh, we're facing them like never before. I was pointing out recently – you got drug, you and the nation together got drug use down about 65% in this country, and it's yep. gone up ever yep. since. We we have increased poisoning deaths by about 1,000% since you left office. Something's terrible was, going on uh, here. Something's uh, terrible here. Something terrible is going on here, and it's a, it's a kind of narcissism. You and I were talking about this the other so day. So glad you raised um, it. And... and uh, that that is the opposite yep. of virtues, right? Um, and and you know, one one is virtue possess virtue not just for what it does for you, but what it does for other people, right? Um, and it's admirable. You know, Aristotle, whom you like to quote, um, says, you know, we have three kinds of friends: uh, friends who are you know make us laugh, give us pleasure; friends who are useful to us. But the third kind of friendship are those who wish us to become better people and who work with us to become better people. Mm-hmm. And that's the best kind of friendship. That's the virtue. Um, I, it didn't have much to do with the drug job, although it was consistent, mm-hmm. uh, the, right, the Book of Virtues, and I was working on it uh, uh, during that time. But it did have a lot to do with the education job. Yeah, As you'll remember, uh, I was sent out into the schools by Mrs. Bennett yep. to teach, and she said, go find out what's going on before you do your reports. And so I went to 120 schools. I say that's how we only have two kids, um, but, <laughs> but, but they're perfectly, they're, they fill the bill. They yeah. fill the room too. As you know. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, and when I went around the schools, people said, you know, gee, moral philosophy, that's your degree. We, 
uh, what, what do we teach people? Uh, you know, we got all these kids from all these different cultures. And I said, well, there are certain things that are very common, aren't there? I mean, no girl wants to be poked at or grabbed at by some guy, you know, without her permission or approval. Uh, nobody wants their lunch money stolen or no one wants to be made fun of. Tell me a culture where that's the case. I said, there are these common values or virtues. And several teachers, teachers out there said to me, uh, you ought to tell us what, how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was the genesis of the Book of Virtues. And it, uh, it was the second book in a book contract. And it, was, it got no publicity. And it sold a lot of copies. A lot of copies. Yeah. And I recall I have an original word of mouth. Word well, of I mouth. got the original yeah. edition, or you know, I bought it when it came out too. I was in grad school, and I said, you know, I don't studying, you know, that's that, that stuff, if you will. I said, you know, I don't know these stories, and I remember the, the 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 endorsements on the back was from a wide swath of political yeah. uh, leanings. There's the music. One last segment coming up. Let me get into that when we come right back with you, Dr. Sure, Bennett, sure. if you don't mind. I'd love to talk about the, um, what would you call it, the, the apolitical, the non-political nature, the uniting nature of the Book of Virtues. We are celebrating its 30th anniversary edition just out from William J. Bennett and Elaine Glover Bennett. Bill and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. William J. Bennett is our guest. The Book of Virtues 30th Anniversary Edition. He and his wife, Elaine Bennett, have edited with new commentary as well. Uh, just out. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Bill, when, when it did originally come out and I bought it, I was, I was impressed on the back, the cover of the original version in 93. How do, you know, apolitical people, people who might not be on your political side or our political side, and I wonder if you think that would abide today. You certainly don't need the endorsements no. now. Everyone knows who you are and what the book is. But 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 I wonder if that would abide today or if things have unwound a bit. No, we had, uh, you know, people from the left. We had Robert Cole. I loved that, yeah. From, right. from Harvard, we had Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. We had all sorts of people. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, the better illustration, here I go again, this was my history book, America, the Last Best Hope. Mm-hmm. History of America, uh, we think a very good one. Um, Endorsed by Alan Wolf at Boston University. Michael Beschloss. Walter Isaacson, I believe. Walter Isaacson. Beschloss said the other day, if Republicans got the majority, they'd be killing. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so I don't think I'd get that today. That's that's like 15 years ago. Yeah. I just don't think we are so balkanized. And again, the, the, the invitation to virtue is the invitation to... Renew a common world, in the words, not my words, words of Hannah Arendt. You mentioned her earlier. Um, you know, this is the invitation to, to a common world where we say, we don't throw our hands up and say, we don't know how to guide you. It's all new, all this digital stuff. You know, we will guide you in everything except technology. Uh, there are some evenings, Elaine and I are like that. You've seen that commercial where that little circle is spinning around on the TV? And these two older people are just sitting there yeah. watching it because yeah. they don't know what else to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick, call your grandchild. Yeah. You know? Anyway, but, but in this one, we know what it is we're supposed to do. We know what we're supposed to teach them. This is a handbook to help you teach them to recognize what those virtues are. 
we are in a different society today, and this is in your new yeah. introduction. You say today many people who are searching for the good life, we might even just say meaning, right, who are searching for meaning, uh, are not sure what they are really sure. searching for in an age That's of right. smartphone and smartphones and social media they're being influenced by what others say they should want that's an interesting point too i think that's an interesting yeah there's, point. A, yeah. there's a there's a funny thing about <clears throat> they're interested in what other people say and yep. a lot of people persuade by the last person's opinion they mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh at the same time there's this uh notion of non-judgmentalism yep uh, i'd like to hear your opinion but don't judge me mm-hmm. um well, we, we need to make judgments sometimes. We need to say some things are right, some things are wrong. And um, to lose that is to lose civilization. Uh, civilization depends upon recognizing a number of things. One of them, I think, is the difference between sexes. I think that's so fundamental. It, it used to be obvious to say that, not anymore. And the other one is, uh, you know, so one of the other ones, it's the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Some things are right and other things are wrong. It's not who is to say. Some things are and some things aren't. We can explain why they are. When we think about that, and you think about the chapters in the Book of Virtues, self-discipline, yeah. compassion, responsibility, yeah. friendship, and all, all of them, to honesty, loyalty, and faith, it's really the exact opposite of those two things uh, that you mentioned. It's the opposite of narcissism. And it's the opposite of being influenced by what others say that we should want. There's something about self-discipline that's still right in the first chapter here. I'm still glad it's the first chapter because I think that's the thing we've lost so much. We talk about self-government. Your old friend Irving Crystal said if we want self-government, we have to have selves worthy of governing. There's a lot in that. That's right. No, that's that's right. And, you know, the. Federalist. Right. Uh, I'll be glad to sell that book anytime. <laughs> uh, you know, Madison says, you know, we've got this, we've got the separation of powers, we have, you know, spreading the republic large, we have, you know, dispersing or having factions challenge each other, we have the courts, but he said the final protection uh, of the American, we have a federalist system, but the final protection of the American people. Is a sense of virtue in the people, right? Madison says, "Quote from Madison." Right. And if you lose that, you 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 lose the whole thing. The whole idea of this country. I, the audience uh, here loves the quote from John Adams that our Constitution was meant for a virtuous people and yeah. it's wholly inadequate yeah. to any other. Right? Uh, a mm-hmm. virtuous yeah. and religious people. I think that's it. And um, we're we're seeing that. I, I I think that's been proven again and again. It works if we work it, um, so to speak. Uh, any, John's but it's not. But it's not. It's, it's very important. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Go ahead. But it's not being a scold either. Right. It's not good. You know. Well, it's not being priggish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's again back to Locke. It's virtue, hard virtue, and not forward pertness for the subtle arts of shifting. Yeah. It's solid. It's real. It endures. Yeah. Um, and it's you know. We list the ten we think are the are the key virtues, and um, we need them. And, and they don't change. They don't really change. No, do they, they don't. The, the stories no, can be Lewis added. Said but... you can, C.S. Lewis said you can no more have a, a new virtue than you can have a new color. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, Dr. Bennett... 
thank you for being all three kinds of friend and teacher to me and to this country. And thank you for this effort, and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll look forward to talking to Mrs. Bennett uh, about uh, about this in uh, in due course right after the holiday. Send all my love to everyone. Thank you, sir. I will. Thank you, Seth. Thanks for the opportunity. You betcha. God bless. I am Seth Liebson, and we will be right back. Thanks to Y-Refi for sponsoring portions of this show. If you are concerned with stock market volatility, they have an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the stock market. A portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. There's no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. The interest is compounded daily. You are paid monthly and there are no fees. It's a secure collateralized portfolio that is uh, in, that, that comes with a high fixed interest rate. How high? Up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, up to 10 and a quarter percent a due diligence approved firm. You can check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com. Or call them at 888-YREFI-34. That's 888-YREFI-34. The last uh, chapter in the Book of Virtues is on faith. And maybe we close the show going into Thanksgiving on that. What do you say, Bill? Faith, hope, and love are formally regarded as theological virtues in traditional Christian doctrine. They mark dispositions of persons who are flourishing in life from that religious perspective. There's nothing distinctly Christian, however, in recognizing that faith adds a significant dimension to the moral life of humanity worldwide. Faith is a source of discipline and power and meaning in the lives of the faithful of any major religious creed. It is a potent force in human experience. A shared faith binds people together in ways that cannot be duplicated by other means. The history of the world's religions unfortunately gives ringing confirmation to what James Madison so brilliantly analyzed in Federalist 10 as the natural human tendency towards faction. He says, so strong is this propensity of mankind to fall into mutual animosities that where no substantial occasion presents itself, the most frivolous and fanciful distinctions have been sufficient to kindle their unfriendly passions and excite their most violent conflicts. Faith contributes to the form and content of ideals, however. And when we think of faith and hope and love, again, we are thinking of the opposite of selfishness and narcissism. We are thinking about really what Thanksgiving is all about, which doesn't require a specific religious tradition, not a sectarian one anyway. It's for all religions. It's for all persons, because we all owe a debt of gratitude to this country, to our God, and to one another. It is a rebuke. This holiday is a rebuke and a reproof to narcissism and selfishness. And maybe we start there tomorrow all the way to the new year with those virtues as well. From me to you, happy Thanksgiving. I'm Seth Leibson, class dismissed.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.